everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank. You are Frank. Yay! Welcome back. And I'm Dan. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you are Dan. I'm Dan. Yeah. Uh, I, and have been ever since I can remember. Oh, that's nice. Well, coming up today on the show, uh, we're going to be talking about um, Prezi's. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Lots of fun little presents. presents. Christmas presents. We're going to be talking about the best part of Christmas, which is <laughs> presents. Yeah. Getting getting what you not only want, but deserve. Yes, indeed. Holiday season. Yes, indeed. Yes. Uh, we'll, we'll be having some fun with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so welcome back to you. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's great to be back. Thanks. A little break there. Yeah. Thanks to Mark for working on the film. Yeah. Thanks, Mark, for that's filling in on that one. Fantastic. Well, Dan, do you know what today is? Uh, what's today? Well, while we are recording, yeah, it is Black Friday. Yes, and oh. I've got some Black Friday news for you. Oh, oh. Um, actually, it's not really news as such. It's uh, it's about the um, the states. It, 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 well, it's a list of states that have the most fights on Black Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to guess where or which state? Is the number one state on this list the most fights breaking out on Black Friday at a retailer on Black Friday? Well, I'm going to go with a combination of population and uh, propensity mm. in, and perceived propensity in my right. mind. Okay, uh, and I'm going to start with I'm going to launch in with Texas. Nope. I guess these are states where people are most likely. To get into fights. Oh, okay. So it's not the most fights, it's the most likely. Yes. Oh, okay, sorry. So then I, I have of, to recalibrate yeah, a little yeah, yeah. bit. Sorry, uh, I did mislead you there. I'm gonna, I'm, I'll am gonna. i go with Alabama. It's actually Arkansas. Oh, okay. Um, and then that's followed... Are those different? Are those different states? <laughs> <laughs> that's followed by Tennessee and then Alabama. Okay. Uh, Missouri uh, is the fifth. Oh, this is from a Missouri news uh source yes okay uh, which is why they care about missouri <laughs> um yeah so the, it, i mean it's bound to happen there's great deals out there folks i'm telling you you know i feel like it's kind of like this sort of rich man's hunger games thing that they do oh, every year damn. i feel like it, you know because they obviously don't have to set it up like this but I feel like they set it up so that they can watch the poor people fight amongst each other, amongst themselves. Yeah, so it's, representing right, exactly. Arkansas. Arkansas District 6 <laughs> is uh, sending uh, the television deals. Yeah. <laughs> and, then the, and then they purposefully, like, make sure that the, their stupidest employees are working in that moment. And oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's... Uh, it's ugly. Yeah. I've never done Black Friday. I, I have to admit to that. I've done Cyber Monday. Oh, yeah. I've totally participated in Cyber Monday. Oh, it's I've all about the Black online Friday. deals. It's all about the online deals. Well, why the hell would you go into a store? No. It's, no. But I think people like it. I've, I think there's a there's the there's the rush of like being there's with an, the crowd and energy in the air, trying to get the deal before the other people get it. And whatever. See who you can wrestle that <laughs> Xbox away from. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully yeah. it's a kid because they're the easiest to get out away from. Yeah, yeah. they're they're little and they're not as strong. <laughs> Lord help you though, if it's uh, there's, I mean, you know, there's some. First of all, if you're a man and and a woman's got the thing, she'll still start hitting you. You can't hit her back. There's a, there's a whole inequality there. 
Uh, well, I don't know. It is, um, <laughs> it is Black Friday. There are no rules. There are no rules. There are no rules. For Black Friday. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> oh, I absolutely love it. There really is nothing more to the story than that. Uh, that's fine. I have to say. That's fine. Um, Every, we all know everybody's going to get... Now, I will say that there was a map that was that actually <laughs> was with this story, but when I printed it, the I, map. I didn't notice that the map didn't come. Oh. There were more states to talk about. And the thing that... Um, there is, they are clustered, uh-huh. not too surprisingly, uh, throughout the... Um, uh, the South. The South. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of where that happens. Yeah. I will say this. I... I for for this show and listeners, this is the depths that I will go to for you in producing this show. I was today on foxnews.com, and of course they had a whole section of, like, Black Friday punch-ups and, like, you know, video, because they're oh, yeah. just scouring for that stuff. <laughs> they're uh, They're very into it. Well, it seems like if one of the networks was smart, they would pick up on your idea basically and do like a black friday like supermarket sweep combo special yeah right yeah where where like all day people could come on and fight it out for the last right you know right you hide you hide the best deals somewhere in the store (laughs) and then you let four thousand people in and you just you just whatever happens, you just videotape. You're it. taking it to a much, much darker place than I was going. I, I wanted it just to be a, like a, a no. nice little competition. That, for, for then the you have item. missed this. Th- <laughs> there is a spirit of this day, Frank, and this is what it's about. Do you mean the start of the, 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 the gift giving season? Uh, no, that's not what I mean at all. <laughs> you think people on Black Friday are buying gifts? <laughs> they are not buying gifts. They are buying TVs for their home. <laughs> <laughs> they are buying gifts for themselves. <laughs> anyway, there I you go. I'm going to have to participate in Black Friday sooner or later. Yeah, yeah. Seems like it's almost required. I don't do anything really for the holidays. I don't care. Where would you I go? I live a thousand miles from the nearest you know, family member. Right. Um, I think it's got to well, be Walmart, You would right? have to go to Walmart. It's got to be Walmart. Yeah, you don't go to some place that's going to class it up. No, no, no. Know, like a Target. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. You can't go... Can't go classy like Target. <laughs> gotta go. Gotta get a little gritty. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to move on to New Delhi, India. Okay. They, well, actually, this isn't. Uh, this doesn't take place in New Delhi, but that's where it's being reported from. Uh-huh. Um, there's a temple in Kerala, which is in the south of India, nowhere near New Delhi, oh, okay. uh, called the Sabramala Temple. In a in Sabramala is apparently like a whole pilgrimage center that, oh, yeah? that that people go to and you know it's a hindu holy site okay um apparently women aren't allowed there into and, into the, the city into the temple oh okay and uh and so there was a new uh, a new uh chief guy a new head person of the temple and they asked somebody asked him if women would ever be allowed into the into the temple. Oh no. Uh and his response was to say that if someone ever invented a machine that could detect when a woman was on her period, then yes, we would consider it. 
Okay. But as long as there's that possibility that they are unclean. So is this a story about somebody uh, making that machine? No. No, no. <laughs> I think he feels safe. Uh, in He can rest comfortably in the knowledge that uh, nobody's going to... Uh, Nobody's going to make that machine. Uh, this has sparked outrage in uh, in India, which is an an interesting thing has happened. They've they've launched the hashtag Happy to Bleed, uh, and it's a is a nice apparently okay. a new feminist uh, uh, marching cry. Fantastic! I think so. Yeah. Uh, it's all over the uh, the Facebooks and the Instagrams and whatnot. Uh, Snapchat. No, they don't have that there. That's not. Oh, no. That hasn't reached there oh, okay. yet. All right. <laughs> I enjoy Snapchat. Do you? In a weird way. I know. don't even know what it is anymore. Like, it used to be this thing where, it's, like, you, no, you, you take a picture of your junk yeah. and then it disappears. Right. And yeah. now it's like, a, now it's just Twitter. Now it's teenagers get on it and send it, them, send, like, the, well, you post pictures. You can send pictures and whatnot directly to people if you want. Right. Or you put them on your story. And then people can come along and see what you've been up to for the last 24 hours. Yeah. And then the pictures go away. Oh, my God. And it's taken me a while to really wrap my head around it. Because I don't like it, in theory. No. Like, I have some problems with it. It's terrible. But. You young people are stupid, and this is awful. Yeah, but some of the young people (laughs) that I know, they really like it. And I've been trying to figure out what they like about it. Yeah. Because I get what people like about Facebook. I don't enjoy it yeah and i get what people like about twitter also something that i don't really enjoy that much right i want to at least understand what these things are where the people are coming from even if i don't like it sure so that i can understand it on yeah. some level but yeah snapchat so not on snapchat uh, they're not posting to their story i don't i don't know if they're posting on snapchat <laughs> but i will say this uh i it is interesting I, like, I had to go through sort of the comments section on this article. This is an article from the Times of India. And I went through the comments section. And first of all, I mean, like, the English is different the way that they the count commenters write. So it's, sure. I was sort of sorting through that. But it's interesting. Like, people are, they're still, they're talking in the same ways that, like, Christians here or Mormons, you know, for us, talk yeah. about, like, something where you got one one side of the of the of the group is talking about how this is a stupid policy and it's gross and why do people care and another side that's like this is just how it's always been and it's correct and then why Mm. why would you object to this and blah 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 he's just saying what's true (laughs) it's very interesting i had no idea that hindus would have uh an issue with menstruating women but apparently that's something that's not just in the bible that's all over the place hmm I guess when men it's something write, that that they all that they have in common. Indeed, huh. the, the religions are so. I, I mean, it's it's no coincidence. I think. <laughs> that, I think there's something divine about all the religions. It would seem like. Well, they all have some of the truth, as and, the Mormons would say. And the divine thing about all of them is that they don't like yucky periods. <laughs> that's the most. That's the most universal thing. Uh. I think this is what happens when you let men write all of the religious books. Yeah. You just get a bunch of people, a, bun- a bunch of stuff. Eventually, it's all going to go like, ew, we don't right. like we don't like it when you guys have menstruations. Right. That's gross. Uh, You're unclean. Uh, uh, it's very distasteful. Uh, 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 uh. 
So anyway, there, there, I was just glad to see that there's a, a strong feminist movement happening in India. That's great. I love that. Good. Anyway, there you go. Well done. Yeah. Good India. job, India. And also bad job for the other yeah, guys. Also, India, bad. Bad. <laughs> All right, Dan. Yeah? Here's a story. It's a, it's a sad story. Oh, dear. Um, that, that turns out okay. Oh, There's still something very sad about it. Um, but uh, more than anything about this story isn't so much that it happened, but sort of the response to the fact that it happened and how people were responding. So I'll just get what happened out of the way. Okay. There was a newborn found in a church nativity scene. It, where the baby Jesus would be. Yeah, you're supposed this, to have one of those in there. Yeah, but this you? is a yeah, but this is like this, this is, is just a baby that was left. Well, it's like a yes, right? A oh, baby was left there. Oh dear. And unsupervised. Unsupervised. Gross. And a custodian found the crying infant um that was wrapped in towels, uh, still had uh the umbilical Oh my God! Um, this was a brand new, yeah, newborn. Okay. When I said newborn, I meant newborn. Right. Like that day, that hour, that hour. Yeah, probably. Right. Um, and so the the custodian of the church found the, the the infant, and you know they call the paramedics. Blah blah blah. Um, Father Christopher Ryan Hinu, uh, one of the priests at the church. Um, so that they initially, you know, picked up the baby, put a clean towel around him, um, and then says this to the press, the beautiful thing is that this woman found in this church, which is supposed to be a home for those in need, this home for her child. Oh dear. The beautiful thing. uh... Um, and, uh. And then he, he, I mean, he goes on, he talks about how there will be a young couple, um, a young couple in our parish would love to adopt this child and keep, keep this gift in our community. Keep the gift. Right. Not (laughs) acknowledging how sad it is that a woman, most likely a young woman, um, felt that she had no other alternative than to just abandon, like probably give birth to this baby Alone. Alone. Without, of course, without any medical right. support. Right. Probably people in her life didn't even know that she was pregnant. Yeah. So she, she's hiding the she's pregnancy. She's been hiding the pregnancy, and then she gives birth on her own by herself with this horrible guilt and all of this, all of these negative feelings. Yeah. And then delivers it into a church very sweetly. I mean, you have to, like, think, place your, your, yourself in, in, in this gir- young girl's shoes yeah. She puts the baby in the manger. There's there is something very innocent and very sweet about and, that, and very and, very, very sad. Well, like, very, yeah, very like s- that's just that's just a long way to kill a baby. No, I know, I know, <laughs> but there, but but I'm I'm trying to like, yeah. I mean, there is something like there is something eh, poetic. I don't know. I don't know, uh, like. Or maybe she's just, I mean, it's clearly she had a story that she associated with this thing. And she was just like, well, I'm just going to, I mean, it just felt safe probably. Yeah. Because of Jesus. And so. It's interesting. And, but nonetheless, so she leaves the child there. 
And the way that I felt, <coughs> excuse me, there, there seemed to be this almost miracle response yeah. from all the adults in yeah. this story um, who were like, isn't it amazing? Isn't and it, it's just so it beautiful. It, it's just so sad. Yeah. It's just so pathetically sad. And the one thing I do have to say is at least this girl, this isn't one of those, you know, where the baby was left in a dumpster type things. Yeah. Like she did go to a place where she probably figured people would be around and they would hear the baby crying. Right. Yeah. And, but that she could get out and leave the baby, um, so forth and so on. So at least. There was some care. Yeah. But there was also so much shame. Yeah. And fear. Yeah, I hate that. In, 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 in her pregnancy. And it's so pathetically sad to me. I mean, we're, yeah, we're making a lot of assumptions on this one. But a I mean, woman abandoned her baby. Yeah, that tends to be the story. I don't know. I, that's, uh, I feel like you missed an opportunity, by the way, on this story. Because you said you could have started with, and lo... The janitor went unto them and found a babe <laughs> wrapped in swaddling clothes and swaddling towels and lying in the front of the church. Indeed. And I'm sure it was also um, a virgin birth. It was. A, it was. A, yeah. Yeah. Those happen for yeah, sure. Of course. Uh, for all we know, everyone around her might think she's a virgin. Except probably the case. Except a guy. Yeah. There's except at least the one person. There's the at, least, at least one person. There's who knows. at least one guy who knows. Yeah. Anyway. All right. I'm anyway. going to move on to uh, Boston, Massachusetts, a home of a announced and then abandoned experiment. Oh. That would have helped so many had they gone through with this. Oh. Uh, this okay. is this is a story of a tragedy that that occurred oh no, no because so many people could have been helped if this uh had gone through a uh a, a mormon lds stake a stake uh for those of you who don't know mormonism is a grouping is is, is a sort of diocese as a small yes. grouping a collection of, of congregations of congregations uh the bo- this boston stake was going to uh shorten their sunday meeting services oh you're kidding me. As, a, as an experiment uh, in Mormonism. They going were, rogue. They were going to go a little bit rogue. Now, Mormon Sunday services, for those of you who don't know, are awful, and they're three fucking hours long. You're there for three goddamn hours of torture every week. That's true. And you're expected yeah. to go to all of it, pretty much. Um, ex- yeah, they take attendance. Yeah. So, so like, there's two series of, like, classroom-type uh things and then there's and then there's the big sacrament meeting which is like sort of mass only boring and no pomp only worse no circumstance oh god it just it's literally like they're trying to bore you to death right but it's okay because they make up for it by having screaming babies all throughout uh scattered <laughs> in the congregation yeah, there's there's no like call and response. There's just no. There's, there's just there's just bored people and <laughs> crying people because they're so bored. Yeah, my posture in sacrament meeting was always uh, bent forward with my head on the bench in front of me. <laughs> yeah, you know the one, right? Oh yeah, that's basically what half the teenagers were all doing. Yeah. Just, uh, uh, oh, oh no! Make it I, stop. Uh, yeah. Uh John Delin, 
Uh, he's a he's a former Mormon because he got his butt kicked out yeah. last year yep. or this year or whatever. Uh, he was he reported that there that um, that uh, this LDS stake was going to change their services starting in this coming January. They were going to change it from the three hours to two hours and fifteen minutes. How are uh, they going to do that? They're going to do forty five minutes per meeting. Oh. Uh, sacrament meeting was going to be last. Uh, oh. Elimination of all but essential Sunday meetings. No firesides, choir oh, rehearsals, all of that sort of thing. Great. Um, yeah, they were they were going to try all this stuff. Well, it turns out that uh, the the bigwigs of the church, because this is a centralized church yeah. where there's somebody at the top, said, uh, "That's not how we do it." Oh God! And sounds uh, like such a good idea. These plans have been abandoned because. That would leave, what, probably 20, 25 minutes for the talks. Yeah. And that's it. And that's during it. During sacrament meeting. Oh, you That'd guys. That'd be amazing. You guys don't even know how bad this is. It's not, there's no, there's no paid pastor to, to guide you through this nonsense. There's nobody who's gone to theological school to learn how to give a decent sermon. This is Joe, literally, there's, this is, this is your neighbor, uh, brother so-and-so who has never who other than jansen other than church has never given a talk to anybody in his life hates that he has to do it at church but he knows he has to do it so he just summons up the courage and reads you bullshit and the inside and just drones (laughs) for 20 (laughs) minutes or so (gasps) and it's just it's painful it's so bad when someone actually is a decent public speaker, it's it like that's when you start to hear hear the hallelujah chorus in the somewhere in the background and like yeah. you want to feel the spirit. Have someone speak in an interesting fashion at Mormon church after you've <laughs> had to sit through th- you know three years of boring. It you'll uh, you will praise Jesus that yeah. day. I tell you what. So they got shut down. That's that's way too bad. Not they were about to like. That was going to be a serious breakthrough. Yeah. They were going to see a, a serious increase um, a in mo- their numbers. A minor uptick. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they're, they're, they're less active folk would be coming back. Yeah. They'd be like, wow, this isn't so bad anymore. Right. Well, uh, they weren't, and, and they weren't the, going the, far enough, but. The missionaries bringing uh, through the, 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 the investigators. Yeah, they would have been the Investigators happy. would be like, you know, this, why this thing just clips along. Yeah, exactly. This is a lean two hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> All right. Oh, my God. That's not what I'm moving on to. I was about to start oh. thanking people on Patreon. Well, don't do that. We'll do that eventually. We will. But that, that's what I was prepping. Um, oh, good. There's the last one. I was wondering. If I, <laughs> now I know where the cutoff point is. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, should we? Uh, so I have a story. Should we pause that? No, that's fine. Okay. Uh, so I have a story, Dan. Okay. <laughs> about... Southern Utah town. Okay. Border town. Um, uh, if it's the one I'm thinking of. <laughs> it's the one that's always referred to as the border town. The border town. Uh, there's a polygamous town on the border of Utah and Arizona. It's Hilldale and... Uh, Hill, Hilldale in Utah. Uh-huh. And Colorado City. Colorado City in Arizona. In Arizona. And this is where uh, the FLDS folk uh, reside. The Warren Jeff. Warren Jeff's folks. Right. Right. Um, well, they, um, 
they're going to be getting a public library. They have not had one. Oh, good. Because Warren Jeffs saw no need right. in one. There used to be one. Yeah. And it was so heavily ignored. Uh, and well, it was probably like you weren't allowed to go there. Well, they weren't. Yeah, they weren't allowed to go there, and that's the only people there. Right. So they sh- shut down the library on the Arizona side. Okay. Um, leaving the entire community without um, a public library. Well, the Utah side um, has decided that they are going to put in a public library. The Washington County Library System is uh, planning to open a library in March. Wow. sixteen, uh, And this is, this is good news for these folks because Warren Jeffs no longer has the stranglehold that he used to. Because he's in jail. Because he's in jail. And the community isn't quite as... Locked down? Yeah. There seems to be a little bit of... People can kind of... I mean, they're still very insular, but there seems to be... It's just not the same nasty little place that it used to be. Mm. It's still nasty and little. Now it's it's slightly less nasty. (laughs) It still is just as little. Um, But uh, they're hoping that the library can serve as a community center that's not tied to the FLDS church. Wow, okay. Uh, And that people will be able to go do something that Warren Jeffs didn't like much at all, which is learning about the outside world. Right, yeah. Um, It does seem like that's that's the bit of, that's the bugaboo part of the whole thing. (laughs) Right. I mean, this is, did you ever see the, what was it, Sons of Perdition? The the film? No, I never saw that one. They, uh, I think that was the one. I think that's the one I'm thinking of, where the, the, the young, like 14, 15 year old, kids the boys uh-huh. who had been kicked out of the compound they like didn't know who the president of the united states was right and they 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 had like no clue about anything right in the outside world and so i mean this is a community that if any place could handle a library this is definitely definitely one i hope it i hope it succeeds yeah we should we should like donate a whole bunch of atheist books atheist books oh, that's and, a great idea sneaky books <laughs> sneaky books well like books that you know like books about getting out of cults books about just i i would even just vote for i think i think these kids just getting some good american literature in their hands yeah exactly is, yeah it, get mark twain in there exactly that's what these that's what they need yeah they they need some some beauty and some hope and some inspiration and and uh, that's not what their community has given them. Indeed, so. indeed. That, yeah, good for them. Yeah. Uh, that's what. What century do we live in again? Can anyone remind me? Because uh, you start <laughs> to read about this. You know, this isn't this isn't Little House on the Prairie, but it kind of seems like it is. Oh, they sure. I bet they're big fans. Before they ripped out all the TVs, <laughs> they loved that show. <laughs> They still dress like it. <laughs> anyway, all right. Well, I'm going to take us uh, over to London Town. Oh. Uh, it's a, a beautiful season is approaching, Frank. A season of joy. A season uh, that millions are looking forward to. Christmas? Do you, know, do you know what I'm talking about? Christmas? Christmas shopping season? I'm talking about the new Star Wars movie. <laughs> uh, which will be coming out uh, shortly uh, and- Lots of folks very excited about it. One group that may not be as excited as they were. No. The Church of England. Why not? Uh, 
the Church of England apparently produced a uh, a, an ad. Okay. uh, That was a sixty second ad, which shows a whole bunch of Christians saying the Lord's Prayer. Like it's got like you know a a cop and it's got a weightlifter and school children (laughs) each taking one line of the of the Lord's Prayer. Wow. Um, and they were going to show this ad before, it, it sort of as one of the things before The Force Awakens. Okay. Uh, and a whole bunch of the, ma- all of the major English um, film, uh, uh, movie theater conglomerates said, uh, no. <laughs> no, we're not going to play that. What? So, That's rude. Yes. No. They. Uh, they. It's just the the Church of England trying to put out something nice. Yeah. Yeah. The, put everybody in the mood. The director of communications for the C of E, uh, Reverend Arun Aurora, uh, which sounds like a character in Star Wars <laughs> more than it does a real person, uh, said, "We are bewildered by the decision of the cinemas. The Lord's Prayer is." Prayed by billions of people across the globe every day. And billions? The, billions, he says. Every day? Every day. I think that's an exaggeration. And in this country has been part of everyday life for centuries. You, Which one's the Lord's Prayer? Uh, that one would <laughs> Come be, Lord Jesus, be our guest. Is that the... It's not our father. It's our father. Come on now. <laughs> Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. come. Thy will be done. On, on earth, earth as it is in heaven. Yeah, yeah. We wow. We know we know it pretty good for for a couple Mormon boys. Yeah, because that's not part of the Mormon experience. No, no, not at all. There are no. There's only like three set prayers in all of Mormonism. Right. So anyway, and none of them are the Lord's prayer. No. Uh, in what? The the yes. So there you go. Uh, those of you who are watching that movie in England will be spared. Uh, that little piece of tripe. Well, I certainly hope that they still get to play it in front of it here in the United States. Well, so. one would hope. <laughs> one would hope. But the C of E isn't going to be doing much uh, uh, advertising here in the U.S., I don't think. Well, they should. They ought to. They might get some converts. I just love that they feel like they need to advertise at all. Why? You why had, the Lord's Prayer? You was... had your chance in England. Come on. <laughs> you had more than a fair chance in England. And uh, yeah, the stack was kind of decked. Or, uh, the deck was stacked. stacked in their favor. Yeah. yeah. If you fucked it up, you have only yourself to blame. <laughs> but it's too late to advertise now. Oh, well. Yeah. Anyway, uh, is that it? Is that all of our stories? I did my three. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, if you have anything you'd like to say about any of these stories, these or any story, uh, please don't hesitate to contact us. You can write to us at podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you can leave us a voicemail num- uh, message. The telephone number is 444. No, it isn't. No, no, no. 424-666-8442. Yeah. Wow, you've been gone for a while. <laughs> you've been gone for a bit. Uh, yeah. Go to the Facebook page, kids. Facebook.com slash TGI Atheist. And also on Facebook, you can search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge yeah. and request to join. Yeah. We would love it. Fun stuff. And look me up on Snapchat, why don't you? <laughs> yeah, get, get with Frank on Snapchat. <laughs> uh, I'm, Snap, not, I'm not promising anything. Snap directly at his chat. Promising a good goddamn thing on Snapchat. Anywho. But, 
Every once in a while I post something. You could look him up. It'll happen. <laughs> uh, uh, so what are we going to hear? We're going to hear uh, Patrick Robertson. It's Junior. A, it's a genuine Patty break. We haven't yeah. had some Pat for a minute. Oh, no. Uh, so that's good. Uh, he, he surprised both Frank and me. So we'll, uh, we'll just take a listen and see what he has to say. Mm. Folks, you and I are so blessed. And, you know, the Bible talks about neither were they thankful. Pride, pride, the Bible says, idleness and abundance of bread, neither were they thankful. That was the sin of Sodom and Gomorrah. He didn't talk about homosexuality. He said, you know, pride and, and abundance of bread and, and idleness. And they weren't thankful. Uh, I think he's been listening to this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's so weird. He's an odd duck. I <laughs> we've made that point before. Yeah, I think that he, because uh, he has said Sodom and Gomorrah and homosexuality. Like he, oh, yeah. he's used that. He's a shit. big fan of that shit. But no, this, when it serves him, when it serves him, yeah. But apparently, the real sin of Sodom and Gomorrah was uh, too much bread. I had never heard that one before. If you have too much bread, fuck you. Well, you get prideful. God will destroy your whole city if you've got too and much. Ungrateful. Yeah. Too much bread? What? How much? Hang on. How much bread do you guys have? Sounds like my house almost all the time. <laughs> Just too much bread. It's carbs. The sin of yeah. Sodom and Gomorrah was carbs. <laughs> <laughs> no, my problem is I can't eat the loaf of bread quickly enough. Oh, I know. And then it gets, it gets moldy. moldy. Oh, I know. It's sin. I mean, I could. I could physically eat it before it molds, but I don't. You technically have all of the sins of Sodom and Gomorrah, I feel. Too much bread. You're kind of prideful on time, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> And, uh, oh, thanks, Dan. Yeah, I think so. Wow. And uh, also, you're, you, the homosexuality thing. Yes. There is that. I like to m just mix them all up and do them all at the same time. <laughs> yeah. And the just Lord. Be a prideful, bread eating homosexual. And, and the Lord still hasn't destroyed your house. I don't get it. No, well, I have Mormons living above me. So oh, they, uh, they're, they're, it's a protective layer. <laughs> it's a Mormon of, shield of Mormons <laughs> blocking. So his bolts of light, God's wrath. He couldn't possibly destroy me any other way. <laughs> right, right. No, he's just like pew pew Fire pew and pew, and you're like, ah, you can't get me. Ah, priesthood holder upstairs. Pling pling, <laughs> just bounces right off. It's amazing. <laughs> Oh, well, we had some folks write into us. We did indeed. And uh, and call into us. Uh, we've, we've been we've been um, voicemail free for the past three weeks because uh, you're the one that does the voicemails. And I didn't. I, I, I didn't. Yeah, I know. I have the app on my phone, which makes it easier. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I'm going to I'll start us off with a with a uh, an email. Uh huh. I think. Um, so uh, this is Mike. Writing in, he says, uh, just listen to the podcast and got to the point where you're talking about Sam Harris and purity testing. So to catch people up, uh, a couple weeks ago, Mark and I talked about the concept of a purity test in, in whatever in-group you're in. And, and ah. the fact that, like, if you're not in the fact that, you know, there's so many people who, like, you're not liberal enough to be one of our one of us or you're not atheist enough to be one of us or you know if you're if you're in this liberal group but you think differently in this way then you're not good enough or ah. if you're this kind of conservative but you don't believe republicans in, in name only those, that's right the yes. rhinos yes. whatever anyway we talked about all that stuff okay 
Sam Harris came up because a lot of people like to disavow him. A lot of people in the in the uh, oh yeah in okay. the uh, atheist community yeah, like yeah. to disavow him because they think he's racist and all sorts of things. Oh. Um, he's not. He didn't pass the purity test. Right. Indeed. Uh, so uh, let's see. Mike goes on. Uh, I have talked to numerous liberals who have made horrific accusations against Sam Harris, calling him a racist and Islamophobic, uh, to wanting him wanting to nuke all of Islam. The latest was a woman who called Harris a fascist, Islamophobic, that wants to bomb all Muslim countries. When I asked for quotes to support this, she pointed me to a Glenn Greenwald article and other articles written by his critics, but nothing to supporting her outrageous comments. Uh, his article is almost nothing but cherry-picking and quote-mining, uh, which he specifically says that he doesn't do in the article, uh, but is almost entirely such. Anyway, when uh, when I asked her if she had actually read Sam Harris's work, she refused to answer. There is, as far as I know, nobody that I agree with one hundred percent. I don't dump people. I don't dump people who have different opinions. I do hmm. dump people who are unethical, people who make accusations without being able to back them, and worse, without ever actually having looked at looked to see if they are right. Hmm. I've started make, to make a habit when I write about things I just know in quotation marks, uh -huh. to research these facts. Sometimes I'm right, sometimes I'm not, and I find that I've long been mistaken, and what someone said was not true, uh, but simply someone's unfounded assertion that I read and assimilated. Um, so I just wanted to, this was a, a bit of a long email, so I won't read the whole thing, but I, I just thought that that was a very nice thing to uh, to point out, is that... <laughs> You know, you you kind of need to know what you're talking about. And we've gotten to a point in our society where, I mean, we've got presidential candidates who are totally willing to talk without knowing, uh -huh. n without being uh, informed about yeah. what they're talking about. Yeah. Hmm. So, uh, so well, that's, that's the purity test for their uh, party. Well, typically. for their party. Well, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Getting a little uh, partisan up in here. Yeah. And uh, do you want to do a, a voicemail or? Yeah, let's start with. Um, uh, oh, someone. Uh, this person did not really identify themselves. But they had. But they. Uh, something to say. They had something to say. So I'm going to go ahead and play that one first. Is it bad that I get a sick, twisted, wonderful feeling of walking past the Salvation Army bell ringer and nodding at him? while I'm listening to your wonderful atheist podcast? <laughs> no. No, answer is no. Answer is that's no. That's not bad. That's fun. <laughs> uh, that's, I, that's you know awesome. what? I'm going to make our, our annual uh, bell ringer reminder to all of our listeners. Oh, this is important. That those guys are, that that, that is a Christian uh, right. organization, and you're giving to a church. You're yes. not giving to a charity. The Salvation... Hear that word? It might be the first time you've actually listened to that word in a while. Salvation Army. Right, yeah. So, yeah. Don't don't give to a church. If you want to give this season, uh, I suggest that you don't give to the bell ringers, but find a good organization that you know isn't just going to uh, keep it for Jesus. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's your uh, Salvation Army uh, hint of the day. Um, <laughs> Matt wrote into us. Uh, he said, and I love this. He says, in case you haven't seen it, I've been hospitalized for a couple of days and appealed to the other members of the Members Only Lounge for entertainment. Not only did they come through in that respect, but two members that live in my state immediately volunteered to drive a couple of hours to help me or my family if we needed it. Oh. 
It's hard not belonging to a church in Oklahoma, as it acts as a center for local social networking. I wanted to make sure you were aware of how the TGIA Members Only Lounge stepped up to fill that space. Hmm. Thanks to everyone who who responded to, to my thread, but in particular thanks to Peggy and Aaron for offering to go the extra mile. That's amazing. Isn't that heartwarming? Oh, that's really sweet. Isn't that great? Aww. Oh, I'm just, that just we tickles need, me pink. We need atheists showing up to hospital rooms. Yeah. 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 Going in and offering some comfort that doesn't involve magic yeah. from Jesus. Huh. Yeah. Good stuff. I'll read one more real quick. Okay. Uh, this is from uh, Rabbi Gruber. Who came through for us. Hey, I, Rabbi Gruber. Last week, uh, uh, Mark and I were talking about circumcision. Uh-oh. And, and you I, got it wrong. I know what I did was I realized that I wasn't sure what the Jewish position on circumcision was. Like, if it was cultural or if it was required, if it was, it was strongly required. recommended. Okay. So, uh, Rabbi Gruber wrote in, uh, the Torah considers this a fundamental commandment. And says that one who is not circumcised is punished by God in a most severe way. Uh, most Jews, even secular ones, to the best of my knowledge, do circumcise their sons. Jewish children are usually named at that time. There is a small movement of Jews who choose not to circumcise. This is, there is a small group of rabbi, rabbis, like me, who will conduct naming ceremonies for those uh, who make that choice. Thanks, he says. Wow. So thank you, Rabbi Gruber. Rabbi Gruber. Uh, you, are, you are our go-to Jew. <laughs> we really appreciate your, uh, your insights on that. <laughs> That's great. All right. Uh, All right. Couple I have of two more voicemails. Voicemails, and they're, they are strikingly uh, similar to each yeah, other. So we decided so to play them back-to-back, and then we'll discuss them. And then we'll talk it. about them. Um, this is this is coming up because of the discussion that you guys had, you and you and Mark Dan. Yes, um, about uh, uh, trans issues. That's where right. this first and, one's coming. And we from. are working on a, on on some interviews, hopefully uh, regarding trans issues and stuff. Yeah. But uh, this getting, getting some trans people onto the show. Yeah, but this came um, up first. So. But, but yeah, here's here's a caller. Sort of. I mean. You don't have to listen too closely to this to hear him wrestling with, with where he, he, he stands. Yeah. Hey, Frank and Dan, and even Mark. I feel like you're part of the dynamic duo at this point. Anyway, um, this is Richard from Texas, and I, I'm kind of ashamed to call. Uh, there's, there's one issue that's been bothering me, and it, it has always bothered me, and I've done everything I can to try and help myself from this, but... Trans people really weird me out, and I don't know what to do about it. I mean, I know there's nothing wrong with them in particular, but they're just... I i don't know, man. They're weird. They're not weird. They're normal. They're just people, man. They're trying to live out their lives, but they just freak me out, and I don't know why. And I just... I don't know. I, I don't feel I can talk with this with my liberal friends. I certainly can't talk with them with my conservative friends because they'll agree with me vociferously, and that's never a good thing. So I just – y'all were the only guys I could come to with this. So if there's something you can do, maybe <laughs> maybe help. Um, I, I don't want to be a bigot. I don't mean to be transphobic, but they're so freaky, man. Anyway, good – Good podcast. I enjoy it. I'm sorry to bring up this shit later. Well, don't apologize for bringing it up because I think it's 
I think it's really important that yeah. we, that we have this discussion. Yeah, let's. Should we play the other one? Oh yeah, we and said then, they were going to be back to back, and then, and we'll, then uh, I just rudely <laughs> charged in. <laughs> You're like, fuck it. Hello, Dan. My name is Vince. I'm calling from Houston, Texas. But I'm calling because I've been in discussion with a friend of mine, trying to discern and understand um, how people become homosexual, or I'm not sure, I don't want to be offensive, just trying to understand that because we had a discussion the other day, and most of the people that I've talked to think that, at least the friends I've talked to, think that individuals become homosexual because they've been molested or raped or some something like that, and that's not my position, and I find it's a very complex issue that we really don't understand, and I don't want to be offensive. I'm, I'm just trying to understand, so I would appreciate it. Um, anyway, I wanted to call because there was an opportunity to call and, and have some insight on this issue. Thank you for your time, and thank you for your podcast. Bye. Here's what I love about what's happening is that people are, I mean, it's, I sympathize. I was raised with some weird, some very uh, ugly notions. Mm -hmm. I even had liberal parents, but there was just something about the time period in which I was raised and stuff. And so I was raised, you know, I struggled a lot uh, trying to sort, trying to sort my, uh, my feelings about my homosexual friends out with my, you know, trying to square that with my Mormon upbringing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had beliefs about, like, even as a teenager, I was like, well, Mormonism's wrong, or rather, sorry, homosexuality's wrong. Right. At that time, Mormonism was right. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and like, it's so it's wrong, so they must choose it. It must be a choice. But, mm. I, but then I met people who, like... Or something must have gone wrong, right? Which he, uh, the, the, I think the, his name was Vince. Yeah, Vince. the the caller was. Yeah, that that he kind of alludes to some of his friends, right? Having that theory that something something bad must have happened to make someone gay. And of you know of, of both of these calls, that's one thing that you're actually qualified to speak to. Oh, all shits, all all sorts of shit happened. <laughs> it was <laughs> no, not like my earliest recollections of you know like uh, if if you're a man or you know a straight man or you know a straight woman mm-hmm. when you were starting to have feelings about the opposite sex i i was starting to have feelings about the same sex right you and know? you and 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 and, and being dr- and being very confused and not quite i mean having no sense of like where that was leading right um but um, but the no, same it's this, innate. The you know, same it's... phenomenon happens in house loving households. Oh yeah, it happens in abusive households. It happens with with men and women who uh, who had idyllic childhoods uh-huh. as well as uh, as shitty childhoods. Yeah, I mean that we can speak to. The truth is, in terms of how why homosexuality occurs, how it occurs, what the mechanism is that makes one straight or gay. Not even, there's nobody that knows that. No. That that has not been figured out yet. There are lots of theories. Mm-hmm. But uh, to my knowledge, it just hasn't been sorted. I haven't heard of any anything that is, seems conclusive. Right. Um, of course, there are a shit ton of theories out there. Um, quite frankly, where I've landed is I don't fucking care. 
Right. I know, I know myself. Yeah. Right. I know that this is, this is who I am and I know that I'm, you know, I've, you know, sexual attraction to men and not women. You know who you're attracted to. All right. Nobody knows that better than you. Easy enough. Right. Why it makes me sound gay on the phone, I'll never know. (laughs) (laughs) There are some confusing things about it. I mean, I think the theme of our answer to both of these questions has to be, it's okay not to get it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a straight man. I'm and I'm very and I'm cisgendered, meaning I'm very comfortable in the the gender that I was assigned at birth, mm-hmm. uh, and that's how I identify, and that yeah. feels right to me. Right. So no, I don't get it. Do I get how why a person is transsexual transgendered? No, it doesn't make any sense in the world in my brain. But, but so the fuck what? Yeah, that doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't. It, Here's the thing, and I think that I think the part of what we what what people struggle with, especially with trans issues, uh-huh. but also to some extent with homosexuality, is that there is a norm, there is a, a a more frequent thing that happens, which is, you know, cisgendered people, heterosexual people. These this this happens more frequently, mm-hmm. so it feels normal mm-hmm. and it feels right. Mm-hmm. And then things that stray from that may feel abnormal or wrong. Mm-hmm. But they're not. Right. It's just a thing that happens a little less frequently. Well, and here's the, let, let's kind of go to the first caller a little yeah, bit. Yeah, um, because he's using words like, uh, like freaky, they freak me out. Right. I think he says. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, he's weirded out. Uh-huh. Uh, I think he says. And you know, I think when when you encounter something that's unfamiliar, mm. that's often the 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 natural human response a pretty normal response yeah i don't think there's anything like if if you haven't known transgendered people right uh in your life then having that as as your response uh in my mind does make a little sense right yes not to say that you shouldn't try to work through those that, that well, reaction and that's the point right. the point isn't the point is that your your initial response is not abnormal is fine yeah but wrong or rather or rather you need to you need to work through it yeah just work yeah because it's it's unkind not to yeah my and here here would be my i don't know exactly where you live um i think he referenced texas right? yes both of the callers said texas so. um but this is this is about personal exposure. Mm. You you want to feel um, better about the trans community. You need to find a way to expose yourself. It to, it wouldn't hurt. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't know how one goes about doing that because you don't want to be disingenuous and like seeking out a new friend, and you don't want to like seek out a new friend just because of their identity. Right. Right. But, but at the you, same time, but it you does could also seem like you could if also you volunteered. Maybe there, there there are volunteer opportunities. I'm sure where that you could at an LGBT crisis LGBT center crisis or, center. or, or exactly. an LGBT charity of some sort. Yeah, um, where you would you would find yourself bumping in with people who are different from you. Yeah, and that 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 sense of oh my gosh would go away with time because that's how it's been for me. Yeah, I mean I'll admit that the first time I encountered a, a transgender person, I. I was, I was uncomfortable because I didn't know how, 
I didn't know the rules. Right. Right. I didn't yeah. know how I was supposed to. I, I, I wasn't confident on sort of the, 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 the gender pronouns, pronouns right. issue and what am I supposed to say? What am I supposed to acknowledge? What am I supposed to, uh, right? right? And your head starts, you know, spinning and your head. And, and this was as a gay man who had dealt with acceptance issues. Right. Right. Yeah. And so I knew that I had to like get good on the issue. Yeah. Um, but over time now I'm to a point where, I mean, it's just, I, I, and you're going to have to deal with it, with it things that you don't that you, with issues that you don't see coming with uh-huh. issues that you don't expect, uh, and you know with a lot of trans people they don't look like how their their gender is supposed to look. Mm. Uh, you know they 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 you know there might they might be a big burly woman. Yeah, and that that's tricky to work your brain around because mm. it's unusual. Right. So the fuck what? Right. You got to get good with this. You got to, you, you, I mean, it's on you mm-hmm. to go out of your way mm-hmm. to, I mean, you don't have to, you don't have to meet a trans person to, to solve this because it's not, it's also not a trans person or a gay person's job to, no, no, no. to I inform hope I you. suggesting that that's, that, that, that that was a course of action. Right. And there may be a trans, you know, you may be meeting a trans person who's not comfortable talking about it with you. Right. Exactly. And that's their right. Right. But that's not, so, so like the, the, Part of this has to be, you know, do some, find some stuff online. There's resources online. Find, you know, expose yourself in other ways. You know, exposing yourself to a trans person or a gay person doesn't mean you have to meet them. No, that's true. Right off the bat. That's true. Um, But humanize these people for yourself because they're just people. And, and, you know, our our caller said that. You know, we caught, he caught himself saying they're weird. Oh, they're not weird. They're just normal. They're trying to live their lives. Right. That's where you need to be. Right. You need to understand that they are just, they're dealing with some shit that got dealt to them. They did not choose it. Right. Because nobody would choose that. Right. Nobody would choose the outcast nature of of that position. You know, I have a few trans friends and uh, believe me, they, if they didn't have to, like, if that weren't just an acknowledgement of who they actually are, if they were just choosing it. Right. They would not have chosen it. Right. Because who would? It's a, it's a hard life. Anyway. Well, that's, that's an interesting thing, Dan, because I would say as a gay man, that's something that people used to say a lot about, well, who would choose to be homosexual? I have to tell you at this point, I would choose it. Okay. Right? And so I think that's a dicey but place you, well, to be. What I'm, what, I, what I'm saying is like, would you have chosen it before you had lived any of it? Um, I'm saying you had to go through some pretty rough patches to get to the place that you're at now. No, I know that. Am I right? No, I know that. And I, and I would say that, um, I mean, it's clearly not a choice. So this is kind of a, a, a moot point. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. And I don't know how I would have been as a straight man. Right. Right. So how, how can I, you know, I guess, how can I really say that? But there's, there's nothing in me now would have chosen anything different right right and so to say that somebody would not have chosen it i'm very happy with me yeah that's fine that you know what i mean i'll I'll accept that from i would be a little a little hesitant to 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 apply that to to transgender fair enough fair enough that's that's you're right that that's not for me to say about yourself 
I think even if you have a rough time coming to terms with it, you, you reach a point in your life where well, you hopefully reach a point in your life where it's, it is the thing that you would have wanted. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because it is just, it's just who you are. I mean, that's, right. you're just accepting yourself yep. as who you yep. are. Yeah. So. You're, you're absolutely right on that. And I, th- but I think, uh, so to sort of wrap this conversation up until we can actually get some, some Oh, sure. This wasn't this. The, 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 this isn't our trans conversation. <laughs> But I do want to say that, like, well, it ran, it got got away from us for a second. That's there. okay. But I <laughs> but I want to be clear that, like, we need one of the things that both of our callers can do is mm-hmm. is accept that you're never going to fully understand this. Mm-hmm. You don't have to understand it. Yeah, it's okay not to know yeah. the whys. It's and, just, all you have to do is just accept the humanity of the person. And I would and say, uh, watch some media, watch some TV shows, watch some videos on YouTube, get to, you can get to know people through media as well. That's true. You know, and I think that that was one of the great successes of the, the gay rights movement was the amount, the the sheer, the barrage of gay characters that started to happen on, on television and films back in the mid, mid nineties. And, and trans characters are starting to happen as well. We're starting to see trans characters. Uh, You know, it's the same as sort of the, the, the trajectory tends to be that you get sort of extreme versions of these things sure and then it normalizes some and then it's and then you'll have a character that's just a character in a show and it's not about them being trans or trans or whatever right but 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 right now just seeing people in human stories living their lives yeah um there's actually some really odd there one really kick-ass documentary comes to mind um southern comfort hmm great documentary about liquor uh, no, about the Southern Comfort Conference, hmm. which was held in Atlanta. I don't know if they do it anymore. They probably do. Uh, but it's a trans conference. Oh, wow. And uh, and it is, it's a truly powerful uh, documentary. And it's one that, you know, again, that's, the, that's one great thing about documentary is the way that it can expose you to somebody's life and you can feel their struggle and you can get to know them right. without having to, you know, do the more awkward things like I suggested earlier of, hey, why don't you just go find a trans person to be your friend? Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Where you're just using, you wouldn't, hopefully wouldn't be using the person to just work through your issues. Right. But, um, but nonetheless, all right, I digress. All right. Um, well, I need to thank some people. Let's get some thanks out. It was There's Thanksgiving just yesterday for yeah. us. So let's do some Thanksgiving because we, uh, we, I, yeah. We neglected it for a couple of weeks. Well, and you don't have access, I think, at this right. point, yeah. which is my my error. But nonetheless, um, on Patreon, Patreon, yes, uh, these are the new patrons on Patreon. <laughs> the new patrons on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, uh, Brian, Ron, Todd. Uh, this is two people: Bart and Sanja. Okay. Uh, George, E. Period. Okay. Uh, I don't know who. Uh, anyway, no, just E. Okay. Uh, Jillian, J, Deity Free, Goober, Sierra, Robbie, Hugh, Allen, PJM, Allen, Aram, Brian, and Justin. Oh, uh, you guys, thank you so much for your patronage. Uh, thank you so much. It, it's uh, it's really really helpful. 
Yeah. Um, we're actually, I think, we've met our first milestone. Well, I don't think so. Oh, no? We might have had somebody drop out. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. But so we're, we're if getting... If we were over it, we dropped a little bit. Because we're, we're at 190 an episode right now, right? Uh, right. Yeah, we're at 190. Our first milestone is 200 an episode. So... Hopefully we can get to that. You know, if you guys uh, enjoy this show and you've you, you've never contributed, uh, now's a great time. Yeah. Tis the season. Uh, <laughs> if you want to, if you want to give us a gift for uh, for Christmas time, go to thankgodimatheist.com yep. and uh, click on our the link to our Patreon page. Yeah. Or if you're already a Patreon person, you can you can go to patreon.com/tgiatheist. Yeah. And uh, and and you can help us out. Yeah. And it it's. It is truly amazing uh, to have your uh, your support. Yeah, um, and we do appreciate it. It makes doing the show easier um, and being able to pay for things a lot easier. Awesome. Yeah, being able to pay for things is is nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, um, speaking of giving of gifts, yes, I feel like uh, I, I, you know, you and I were talking earlier today. Mm, and mm-hmm. we were we were thinking it would be time to do a Christmassy type uh, subject. Yeah, but we've kind of run the gamut, haven't yeah, we? Have we like, kinda, we've exhausted the topic through the years. We've talked about the war on Christmas, which Fox doesn't uh, s- seem to be waging this year. Maybe because it's an election wait, thing or something. They were the ones waging the war on Christmas. Oh, they they were defending. They, they were they were okay. on on Christmas's side. Well, maybe they won. But oh, but they, they won! They won! Hooray! They successfully defended Christmas. Yes, indeed. Uh, hmm. Which should be a, a show, right? A lifetime movie or something? We successfully <laughs> defended Christmas. The the Bill O'Reilly story. Yes, indeed. Uh, <laughs> so we de- here's what we landed on: presents. Yeah. No, I'm going to take for granted, ladies and gentlemen, that we celebrate Christmas. Here's uh, what I will take for granted. Okay. The, we celebrate something this season yeah. where gifts are exchanged. Yeah, most of us, I would say most of our listeners, uh, most folks that I know, even atheists, yes. have something. They either have a connection to Christmas that they hold on to because they like the season and yeah. like, they like doing it, or they have Hanukkah, or they have something. that There's a gift-giving thing that happens. Right. And today's Black Friday where everybody goes out and gives, buys themselves a gift, buys themselves tons of gifts, and then, <laughs> and then, like right at the end, after they've gotten all the stuff that they want, they go, "Oh, you know what I should do is look for something for Joe, or something <laughs> like that." Right. Anyway, uh, so let's talk a little bit about gift giving because I've been struggling with it. I want to. Yeah. Here's the thing. Uh, in in my world, Andrea and I don't give each other gifts at all. Ever. Almost never. I mean, when we when we see something that we think the other person would like, we just get it for them. Mm-hmm. But we don't give gifts on pre- on birthdays. Hmm. We don't give gifts on, on Christmas. We just hmm. don't do that. Hmm. <laughs> so sad. It's really not. It's delightful. <laughs> uh, because yeah, if, for some, if you don't like giving gifts, I guess that sounds it's not idyllic. The, it's not that I don't like giving gifts, but here's what I don't like. There's this thing that happens when there's a time that you have to give a gift where you don't necessarily know like like and i have You're nothing telling me that andrea is a hard person to shop for yes no because she has all the things 
What the but fuck does that she's girl very need? Clear about the kinds of things that she likes, though. Yes. And so when it, the problem with gift giving is when the person that you're trying to shop for just doesn't have interests. Yeah, but she beyond. I don't know. Right. Here's the thing. She's easy to know what not to get her. Uh. But what do you get her? She's like if she sees something that she wants, she just buys it. <laughs> It's and that's not me saying that she's like some mega shopper or something. But first of all, you, I, no one would deign to buy that girl clothes because she has very, very like she has. I've seen I've seen you buy her clothes. Well, yeah, but not much because yeah. I mean she's just super advanced in fashion, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't I would not dream to be able to like. I bet there are any number of gift cards that you could. Give. <laughs> Well, that's the issue, isn't it? Like, that's the fallback, <laughs> is that you could just do a gift card, but then it doesn't yeah. have that feeling of, like, I went out and found something for no, you. I know, I know. Uh, and then, and Andrea's not used to that anyway, because her family doesn't do the I went out and, like, tried to get something for you. Right. With you in mind. What they do is, what do you want? Oh, you want that? And everybody provides everybody with a sort of a list of things that they that they want in their lives, and it makes it... I guess easier, but then it, nothing feels special to me. Right. In that family. Right. It's nice. Thank you for buying me this thing that I wanted. Right. I mean, that's nice of you to have expended the money. I could have money. also just bought it myself. Right. I could have saved the money buying that person over there the thing that they wanted. Yeah, exactly. And just bought this thing that I wanted. You did my shopping for me, and I did her shopping for her, Uh and he did his shopping for him. But it was in a box with some wrapping paper and a bow. Yeah, yeah. Everybody sat around and watched everybody open up stuff that they wanted. And I struggle with it. I struggle with it because, A, on the one hand, that's nice. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to, like, because Lord knows I've gotten some stupid presents. (laughs) And I've given some really stupid yeah. presents. Yeah, we all have. Like, for instance, I, and you and I, you know, we, I thought it would be funny if we said some of the stupid presents that we've both given and received. Oh, it was supposed to be things that we've given as well? Well, I, I added one to you the list. You just threw that at me, Dan. Well, okay, you don't have to have one. I, nobody would be mad, but I have one that I've given. It was, I was a teenager at the time, so I was dumb. Right. But, yeah. Okay. The, probably the worst gifting experience I've ever had was me giving something and then being horribly embarrassed about it. Oh. Because I just went to the mall, and I was, like, buying stuff for my family, and I had no idea what to get my grandmother. Okay. Like, I didn't... I have no idea what to get this woman. Okay. I loved her dearly. Right. But I didn't know, like, what things she wanted. Right. Or liked. Okay. I knew she ate food. Uh-oh. So I was at the Hickory Farms... Oh, no. ...thing, and I was intrigued. <laughs> so nasty. What? What'd you do? I bought her a chocolate cheese ball. <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> what was I doing? I bought the woman something that no human being could possibly enjoy. <laughs> well, somebody at Hickory Farms enjoyed it. Yeah, and I thought I would. I thought it sounded good enough to me. So I oh, cheese is like, good, chocolate's good. Boy, the two of them together must be amazing. Must be. Uh, so that's that's my <laughs> big embarrassing. Like what the hell? Uh, and she, of course, was gracious about it because you're, you're gracious when you get a present. But oh my god. 
Oh, and you know what? It kind of serves her right because she got me. She, she No, it doesn't serve her right. She was the sweetest, most delightful human. But every Christmas, she would bring us. She wanted us to have lots of presents. Oh, uh, yeah. And she would just load our under our tree because we were her only grandkids, mm. me and my sister. Okay. And she would just load it up with presents all just, you know, a dozen each. Okay. But they were like a pan. Like, or like a book that she ha- already owned that she's giving to us now. <laughs> she knows I'm not a reader, you know, at that uh, time or whatever, but she'd give these things to right. us. I, it was just like, it was more about the quantity than the quality. And there's uh, something yeah. to that. Like with yeah. kids, there's something about that. Uh, but, uh, not but really, I came to that conclusion. Uh, oh, I was probably. How old was I? Probably about fourteen. Yeah, that that quantity ain't good. It's not. It's not enough. No, it's not, it's not what you're looking for. No, there there was this one year where, um, you know, when when I when I was younger, my dad had always had had this series of jobs that you know he did he did okay for himself. Sure, you know, not nothing spectacular, but he did okay. Sure, and we'd have nice holidays. You know, meaning I got lots of gifts. Right. Right. And there was this one year where we had just moved and money was tight. And there was sort of this, they felt like I, because I was the last one at home. Mm -hmm. Right. And they felt that I was old enough that they could approach me with this, this idea Mm. of, you know, we've always, we've always exchanged gifts, but this year, why don't we just celebrate Christmas? Huh. And I was all I was all on board with that. I nice. knew what was going on, sure. you know, and I knew where this was coming from, and and I liked Christmas, yeah, as as just a as even just a season, sure. Right, and so I was like, fine, great. They couldn't follow through with that. No, oh, that's cute. and so no, no, no. Oh wait, they couldn't. They, I thought they couldn't. They couldn't. They couldn't bring themselves to have a Christmas morning where there weren't gifts. Right. And so they went and just got crap. Oh, but it's and so collected cute. collected up it, crap. But it's cute that they wanted to give you something. Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, but, you did, but, you, but you didn't appreciate... I mean, it wasn't good. It, all it did was, like, make... Like, because if they'd gotten cheap stuff, but it was at least stuff that I was, like, reflected an interest, mm. it literally was. They were just rounding up whatever they could. Yeah. And it, and I and I just kind of stepped back, and I I didn't want to be ungrateful or whatever, but it, it made it awful. Oh, that's sad. You know what I mean? Like, it, it was truly a terrible Christmas. Yeah. Because the thing that I had sort of prepped for... Prepped for they felt they they couldn't do at yeah. the end of the day. And so I was like, oh, all right, well, cool. And, you know, and then it was just like, what are you doing? You know, and maybe that seems a little, I don't know, like, you're right. I probably should have been a little, excuse me, a little more um, understanding of their situation. But I was also 14 years old. Yeah. You know, and like, just don't, don't, like, I remember walking away from it just being like, why did you even like? Why did you bother? Right. Like, what was this? You kind of betrayed what you wanted to do in the first place. And so it just, it sucked. That's so weird. Because it, it all it did was just ring home the fact that 
we were having a rough year. Yeah. Right. Right. And instead of just celebrating, instead of just they just leaving the beauty of the thing of the thing itself. They gave me ten reminders of what a bad year it was. (laughs) Right. And so it was. It was strangely very insensitive. That is, even though they were trying to still have a Christmas, but they made it be that Christmas was just the gifts. Well, and this is the problem, right? This is what part of what we're trying to get at is this notion that the gifts, if the gifts are the thing, which Lord knows Black Friday makes it feel like the gifts are the thing. Right. I don't know, man. I, I struggle with it. I struggle with, like, I don't care about stuff. Right. People, what is somebody going to give me short of, you know, like a new car or something? Right. That I'm gonna that's gonna be important in my life. Nothing. You can't give me something. So what's important is the gesture, and I get that, mm-hmm. and I love that part of it. There's something beautiful about the the gesture of a thing, right? But the thing itself. Trust me, I got all the things I need. I got more things than I could possibly <laughs> need in my life. I'm trying to divest myself of things. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I don't know, man. I I mean, but then again. The gesture, the thing can take on meaning. Oh, yeah. Because of the gesture. Absolutely. I mean, you know, another year, actually, a couple, just a couple years after that, um, my brother, my older brother, was living with us. And, you know, we, we, he moved out when I was like seven. So we really didn't know each other all that well. Uh huh. And so I was probably, I can't remember, like 15 or 16 at this point. Right. And, uh, and, seriously like it was just this really silly thing where we were we were watching tv some ad for some store up in tulsa came on right and and i probably said oh it looks like a cool store right when there was a shot of a lava lamp (laughs) on on the tv right okay and so like seriously like two months later it was christmas and my brother gave me this lava lamp because he had been paying attention and and like and it wasn't really even anything that I really wanted or right. desired, but like he, it was so immediate that I knew exactly where he'd gotten the idea. And I was like, wow, he's really paying attention. He's really like, he's really trying to get to know me. Right. right. Because we were getting to know each other as older. Like he was an adult and I was in my teens. Yeah. And so it really meant a lot, you know. And I carried that thing for around for a long time until it broke. Yeah. So, so. That, I mean, that's that's the beauty, right? That's the that right there is the nugget that this yeah. that the gift giving thing is all about. Yeah. So I, I because yeah, because the the thing itself wasn't important. No, it was the no. fact that he thought about me. It's and so he, funny to me. I get I you know I I look at you know my childhood and I my parents were not awesome at gift giving they got it right a few times and then as a kid like it's so important to have the right thing or whatever (laughs) and so the year that i asked for for transformers and all of my buddies got all of the transformers they all got like 10 or whatever right and i got a gobot (laughs) which are like the ripoff like smaller sadder versions of transformers (laughs) and my folks were just they were trying yeah they just didn't understand what it was what what the whole thing was and the right. fact that it was important that they were the brand that they were supposed to be even though those are the more expensive ones and blah 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 right but 
I mean, it's so funny to me that like this gesture that they that you know they went out of their way to find this thing. They gave it to me, right. and it was such a disappointment. <laughs> it was like. You know, you put on the brave face for mom and dad, but in your heart, you know that you've just been dealt, like, the worst thing ever. <laughs> you've been given something so shitty. Oh, why? Yeah, I know. It's, gifts are really, really, really weird. It's They're tough. really weird. And I, I mean, as an adult, I, it's, it's funny how much I run to the defense of gifts. I, I feel like I had, I've had a couple really nice, like, gift giving experiences uh-huh. and then by and I, I don't think i'm an exceptional gift giver right right um and so i don't find a lot of joy in it because i'm all, i'm always wrestling with the thing that you're talking about which is oh what the fuck am i gonna get this person you right know? right um even though it may be somebody that i i love dearly and yeah. know very well right? right but i just but we're adults fuck, you know we don't need things <laughs> But I've had enough really just like shitty experiences with people like, you know, giving something that I look at the gift and I look at them and I go, do you know me? Yeah. And it almost feels like there's some weird moment where that gift betrayed that person. Right. right? <laughs> and it hurts in this weird way. And I've become so sensitive to it. that really, <laughs> I, I don't usually enjoy the whole thing of gifts. And now, except sometimes I, I think I've gotten over it by and large, but like, you know, people will come along and all of a sudden there's some great surprise gift. And it's like, Oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah. Wow. How did you, how did you pick up on that? being something that i would even want yeah 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 you know like yeah there are those moments where somebody's just like they've they've locked in yeah. they've figured it out and they got you know it's like divine intervention some yeah. something magical has happened yeah but that happens how often once every 200 gifts that yeah. are given or whatever i mean at this point people should just be like wrapping up i don't know salami and cookies yeah and yeah i would because i would be delighted yeah open up a box and there's some criminally sausage in there i'd just be like oh my god you get me <laughs> you get me <laughs> it's so true like yeah. when i think about my best gift experiences yeah. half of them were are things like you know it was one of those shitty game party games where everybody steals everybody brings a white elephant and you you know you can get one and unwrap it or you can steal the one from that guy who has the coveted thing and i was the only one who actually wanted the thing that nobody else wanted so i'm like yay a rubik's cube i've always <laughs> wanted one of these or whatever you know like it's and it was a white elephant yeah it's because nobody else in the room wanted it. i know like, so like <laughs> so half of my best experiences are just wanting the thing that nobody else that i'm the only one nerdy enough to want yeah, that sounds about right i went to a i went to a uh <laughs> i remember distinctly a corporate event that i you know i used to work for a a, a telecommunications company and uh they they had a you know the the big regional meeting where everybody from all of the different stores came and we all you know and they're giving away things and you know if your name is called you get to pick which prize you want uh-huh and one of the prizes that everyone kept passing over was the only one i wanted and i was just like nobody take it nobody take it nobody but and everybody else is like gunning for you know the video game or whatever right and they had 
a DVD of The Incredibles, the Pixar movie. Okay. I wanted it so bad, and then I got it! <laughs> like, those are the best moments for me in terms of gift, some of those the best moments. Those aren't gift giving. That's not, I know! That's you my, seeing a thing on a shelf and just wanting it. That's my problem! I just, this isn't, <laughs> I'm kind of opposed to gift giving. Oh, damn, that's... I'm not opposed to giving I'm, of gifts. I'm opposed to like mandatory, like go out and find something for for it's everyone. It's Christmas, that, so you have to give me something. Right, exactly. What are whether, you going whether, to give me? Whether you have anything good thought up or right, not, whether right. whether something has occurred to you or not, right. tough shit. You got to find something. Right. Good luck. I will say this, Dan. Yeah. Uh, I I, I hear I, I understand what your aversion to this would be. But if you're ever in a situation where you have to buy someone a gift, yeah, I just fucking ask them. But I hate that. That's part <laughs> of the problem. Okay, so now we have to get into Andrea's family, where everybody does this thing. So, so because uh, you know, not everybody in the family has a lot of money, right? Which is, I mean, everybody's doing fine, but we don't want to buy gifts for everybody. You know, right, 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 all right. the siblings or whatever. Right. So all the uh, all the adult siblings. Um, draw a name, you know, all the names go in the hat, everybody draws one name, you've mm-hmm. got one person to buy a gift for. And this is every, this is like, there's one that says mom, there's one that says dad, there's no, one. No, mom and dad are not part of this, it's no. just the siblings. So it's just Andrea and all of her sisters and all of their husbands. Oh. Oh, that's different than I thought. Okay. So, okay. so we all just draw and then we, uh, and then, you know, that's, that's who you get your present for. Okay. So we do that, except that, like, and this is really common. Like yeah, this yeah, is what fa- yeah. Larger families with, uh, you know, and that's do. not that's not what I have a, an objection to. Um, but then what happens is that once everybody gets their name, they go and ask the person. So what do you want? Right. And of course, there's a money cap on it, so that no, so that one person doesn't buy a thousand dollar gift, and then everybody else gets like a you know a ten dollar gift or whatever. I hate the money cap thing. I just have to say it I because like in my family. Um, the year that we did it when my grandmother was involved, we were all like, no money cap, no money cap, because whoever whoever she draws is going <laughs> to score. <laughs> but then everybody will feel, everybody else will feel bad. No, why? I know. Because if, if, if your little niece draws your name, right, right, and, and she, like, gets you something for $15... It's awesome. Your niece just gave you something. Yeah. Maybe it's not even cool. Right. But your niece just gave you something. A chocolate really? cheese ball. You were so in need of an awesome gift. Well, no, I you're going to be bummed out because so-and-so got, you know, a gift from grandma. No, I don't think from... that's what it's about. I think what it's about is I'm going to feel so shitty because I can't get a good gift like that. I can't afford a good gift like that, <gasps> and I'm going to feel pressure now next year to pay more, so that I so that the other per, the person that I'm buying for doesn't feel bad, or so no, that, the person doesn't feel the person getting the gift doesn't feel bad. Right, I know, but it's about it's about the giver feeling like they're not living up to something. Make something by hand; those are the best gifts. Yeah, well, who has time for that when you've got a thousand children running around? Anyway, the point for me is that like none of this works. So. I here's what I'm asking you, Frank. Here's 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 how I'm wrapping up this okay, segment. All right. What's the solution? Well, should we give gifts at Christmas time? 
Should we wait until that we is just... up to everybody? I'm not going to get all preachy about it, but um, personally, I don't need gifts. Yeah, you know, it's nice. I have to say, sometimes it's really nice. You know, especially if the person like is cued in. Yeah, because you know, surprises a surprise new thing, something that you've been wanting, but it's just kind of been on your list, and you have other priorities at the yeah. moment. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's that's kind of nice. You get something frivolous. That's what that's where I enjoy gifts a lot of times is when it's not something that the person thinks you need. It's just something that the person thinks that you'll find fun, right, and entertaining that you probably wouldn't ever get that for you yourself. Buy for yourself, you know, because it, because it is because it's frivolous. It's 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 nothing that's important or needed. Right, right. And though those are often the things that I I've always found the most enjoyable. I'm buying you a snow cone machine. Fuck yeah. Please do. <laughs> oh my god. Are you kidding me? Uh, yes, I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm not going to buy you one of those. Dan, now you have to. They're too expensive. How expensive are they? I, I have no idea. They can't be that much. I, I'm buying you... It this. shaves some ice. Yeah. It's a little ice shaver. You get a block, you put it in there, it shaves ice, and then you go out and you buy the syrup. Pretty sure there How was... How expensive could There was like be? a Snoopy version when we were kids. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Anyway, uh... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you guys can help us out with this. Uh, there's still time till Christmas, so why don't you send us in your uh, your take on how to do presents? What's the right way to do presents? Is there a right way? Should we abandon it entirely and be grinchy, or in just enjoy the season, or just enjoy Rather, the season? Yeah, and don't ruin it like Frank's dumb parents did. Well, they didn't mean to ruin it, but they just did. <laughs> I know. Anyway, you can write to us, uh, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you can leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah. Um, in the meantime, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash atheist. Or also on Facebook, you can search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge. Yeah, that's a closed group. Uh, you don't get in right away. No. You got to wait for me to let you in. Just be patient, people. <laughs> uh, hey, thanks to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of the music that we like to use so much every week. And thanks, of course, to Mackenzie for all of uh, her help on Facebook. Right. Thanks again, I want to say, to our Patreon uh, patrons. It's just amazing. We really appreciate your support for our show. And if you want to become a Patreon supporter, you can go to thankgodimatheist.com and click on the Patreon link on the side of the page. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Yeah, we sure do appreciate you. Bye. Bye.